Shalom to all. Today's daf is Shabbos daf Kufchaf. We're starting from the Mishnah, 13 lines from the top. Today's daf is sponsored. Le'ilu Nishmas, Rabbi Avram ben Shema, his neshama should have an aliyah. The Mishnah says, Matzilin sal molikikars, a person is allowed to save a basket full of loaves of bread from a fire. Afapishesh be'me asudas, even though it has enough for a hundred sudas inside this basket. Vigol shal dvela, and a fig cake, v'chavas shal yayin, and a whole barrel of wine, even though they have way more than three sudas. Vayim l'acherim, he could tell other people, b'yavatzilu l'achem, go and save food for yourselves. They would make some sort of monetary cheshbon with him after Shabbos. The Mishnah says, Where are they allowed to take this food that they're saving? They're only allowed to take it into a chatzar that has an Arab. As we had previously mentioned, they had many different people living around the same chatzar. They all deposit bread by one person's house, effectively allowing them to carry freely within this chatzar. Ben Baser, Emir Ben Baser says, You're allowed to even carry into a that doesn't have an Arab. Ben Baser was more lenient when it came to saving food on Shabbos. And to this area, he's also allowed to bring all the utensils necessary for eating the food. He's able to wear all the clothing he's able to put on himself. He's able to wrap himself in all the different cloaks and kerchiefs that he's able to. He's only allowed to save 18 articles of clothing, which we'll talk about in the Gemara. This now is going back to Tanakama's opinion. And he's allowed to go back and wear more clothing and bring it out. He can tell other people, come and save clothing with me. And the Gemara says, we had in the ratio, which means in the previous Mishnah, Gimel Sudas Vesulai, a person's only allowed to save three Sudas worth of food and not more than that. And our Mishnah says he's allowed to save a basket full of a hundred loaves. How could that be? Gemara says, Amrav Huna Laikash, it's not a problem. Kanva Balahatil, one is where he's coming to save, meaning he's taking just one basket out. Kanbala Kapil, one is trying to bundle a whole bunch of different foods together, then he's only allowed to save three suitas worth. Balahatil, one he's saving one basket with everything in it, Matzel's cool, and so he's allowed to save the whole thing. He's not doing any more malacha than just one act of carrying. Balakapal, but when he's coming to bundle everything together, Ainamakapal Almaz and Gimel Sudas, he's only allowed to gather three Sudas worth together. Rav Bar Savda, Amarav, Idividi Balakapal, both Mishnahs are talking about where he's gathering a whole bunch of food together. Vlaikash, it's not a problem. Kamla Isachatzer, our mission that says he's allowed to save even a hundred loaves worth is when he's carrying it into that Chatzer where the fire is burning. Kamla Chatzer Acherts, the previous mission was talking about when he's carrying out to a different Chatzer, then he's only allowed to save three meals worth. By Ravuna Braid Rav Yeshua, Pirish Talisa, what about if he spreads out his cloak? And he keeps on gathering food and putting it in his talis. My, what's the halacha? Kibala Hatzel dummy. Is that like he's saving one basket worth of food because he just gathers up his cloak and he carries it out in one shot? Kibala Kapal dummy. Or is that considered like he's bundling things together and then he would be only allowed to save three suitors worth? Mar says, Me the Amar Rava. From the fact that Rava said that Ate Rav Shizbi the Rav Chizda, Rav Shizbi misled Rav Chizda, Vidarash, and Rav Shizbi Darshind, Obovachlo Yavi Klishu Machsak Yosem Gimel Sudais, in reference to when a barrel of wine broke on someone's roof, and he's allowed to take a kli and catch the wine, so if Shizbi taught that he's not allowed to bring a kli that holds more than three sudais, and that halacha is incorrect, Rav says, so we see that when you're gathering a whole bunch of food from one place, and you're putting it into one kli, you're gathering wine that's falling off the roof and catching it in one kli, or you're gathering food from a burning house and putting it into a cloak, that's just like and it's okay to do so. And now we had just said that Rava had said that Rav Shizbi's halacha was a mistake. 
told Rava, what exactly is misleading about Rav Shizbi's halacha? Amrle, so he responded, because the Brisa that spoke about a broken wine barrel told us, as long as you don't bring another kli and catch wine midair, or another kli and put it level with the roof and catch it. But you're not allowed to go get another keli, but with that one kli that you are allowed to use to save the wine, as much as you want to save, as much as you're able to save with that kli, so you're able to do, and it's not a problem even if you're saving more than three sudas worth. Now, the Mishnah told us that if other people saved food from this fire on Shabbos, so if they were wise, they could make a cheshbin with the balabais after Shabbos, and Rashi had told us that they actually are going to charge him for saving his food on Shabbos. And the Gemara says, cheshbin ma'evite, what's the purpose of this cheshbin? They're being zaycha from something that was ownerless, since he is only able to save three sudas worth, so everything else becomes hefker, and now that they're taking it, it's really their own. How can they charge him for doing work for him? So Amr of Chizr, says, we're talking about exceptionally pious people that they saved food, it's really their own food because it's hefker, and now they're being nice and giving him his food back, and they're just asking for payment for saving it. Amarav Rav says, Chasidi, people that are involved in pious acts, Igra the Shabbat to Shakli, they're going to take wages for working on Shabbos. If they really wanted to do a true act of Chasidas, they would give the fellow back his food and they wouldn't charge him any money. How is it that they're able to take money for doing work on Shabbos? El Amarav Rav says, Hacha biyar maskin. We're talking about someone who's a yar shemaim, which is a slightly lower level than a Chasid. And he doesn't want to take benefit from this other person's food because this person was going to lose it in a fire and he doesn't feel comfortable taking that. And he didn't want to be working for free though. And this is what the Mishnah is saying. If they're wise, they know that this manner of payment is not because they didn't stipulate with him that they're going to be working for him on Shabbos. They just did it on their own accord. So they're allowed to take money for it. So then, then they can make a cheshbon with him after Shabbos give him his food back, and then take money for working, because that's not actually an issue of taking money for working on Shabbos, but it's definitely not an act of chasidus. Now, our Mishnah had twice mentioned that the Baal Bayas could tell other people to save something on Shabbos. When it said that they were saving food, he said, Go save food for yourselves. When it was talking about saving clothing, he said, Come save with me. And the Gemara says, Why is it that he says regarding food, save for yourselves? And why with clothing does he say, save with me? Amri, When we're talking about food, it says, You save for yourselves. The owner himself is only able to save three sudas worth, so the rest is half. So they're taking it for themselves. When we're discussing clothing, he says, save it with me, meaning it's mine. Because he could technically wear every single article of clothing of his throughout the entire Shabbos. He could just change from one pair of clothing to the next. Therefore, he's allowed to save all of his clothing. And that's why when he says save clothing, he says, come save with me because it's really my clothing. We have a bride. He could put on clothing inside the house, take it out to the chatzar, and then take it off. And do the same thing again. Kulay, even the entire day, Divir Mayor, that's Mayor's opinion, he's allowed to save all his clothing from the fire in this fashion. Rabbi Yesu and Rabbi Yesu says, Shemayin Asr Kalim, he's only able to save 18 articles of clothing. These are the ones that are standardly worn every single day. And these are the 18 articles of clothing. Mektairen, a cloak, Unkali, an outer cloak, Opunda, an outer belt, Kalbus Shalpishtan, some sort of vest, Vichalak, a tunic, Anpilias, a robe, Oma a kerchief for his head, Ushne Saparkin, two leg bands, Ushneim and Alin, two shoes, 
two socks, ubeis pargad, and two gaiters, which are these leggings that went from the knee to the foot, and the belt around his loins, and the hat on his head, and some sort of kerchief that went around his neck that he could use to wipe his face or mouth. And the Mishnah continues, Roshim Benanus Oimer, Parson Arshal Gadi, a person allowed to spread out a goat skin, Al Gabishita Tevu Megdol, on top of a carriage box or closet, Shaachas Benasaur, that fire caught on to. Because it's going to singe the goat skin, it's not going to burn it. The goat skin is moist, so therefore it's not going to get burnt, and he's going to protect the rest of the box from being burnt. He's allowed to make a partition with all sorts of vessels, whether or not they're full or empty, in order to prevent the fire from crossing over that line of kalim that he made. Rabbi Yesi does not allow him to do this with brand new earthenware vessels, Malay and Maim, if they're full of water, because they're unable to withstand the heat of the fire. They're going to break, and then that water is going to spill out and extinguish the fire. This is a discussion of Gram Kiboy, which we will have in the Gemara, whether or not a person causes a fire to be extinguished, even though he doesn't actively extinguish it by himself, he just causes it to be extinguished, is that going to be Mutter or not? And Amrav Yehudam Arav, Tal a cloak caught on fire on one side, he's allowed to pour water on the other side of it, and if it got extinguished, then that's okay. We have a steer from a brysa, a cloak that caught on fire from one side, he could open it up and then wear it, and if it gets extinguished, then fine, or a caught on fire, he can open it up and read from the Sefer Kava. if that causes the fire to be extinguished, that's okay. But we see that Gram Kiboy of pouring water onto one side of the talus is not okay, and the Brasa tells us that it's only permitted to open up the talus and wear it. Kuf is on the top, the Gemara says, Benanas, he holds like Rav Benanas of our Mishnah, that tells us that Gram Kibwe is mutter, that we're allowed to take a goat skin and place it on top of a burning box, and that's going to effectively extinguish the fire, and that's okay, that type of Gram Kibwe is mutter. The Gemara says, and we're the Amr Rav Benanas, B'nei Benanas only allows that case because we had said it's going to get singed, but we didn't say that it's going to extinguish the fire, Gram Kibu Mi Amar, did Roshimon allow Gram Kiboy? The Gemara answers in yes, Midiktani Sefer, from the fact that the Sefer of the Mishnah says, Rabbiesi does not allow us to make a partition with brand new earthenware vessels that are full of water, because they're unable to sustain the heat of the fire, they're going to break and extinguish the fire, then applies to Tanakama, does allow that, and that's a pure case of Gram Kiboy, and that's Roshim Benanas who allows it. Tana Rabban, we have another case of Gram Kiboy, Ner Shalgabi Tavla. We have a candle on top of a board. Menaras a Tavla, he could shake the board, Vihinai Felas, and this candle will fall off, Imkavsa Kavsa, and if it gets extinguished, that's okay. Amit Berabiane, Loishan, we only taught that El Bashechech. If he forgot the candle on there, Erev Shabbos, Avalmeniach, if he had intentionally placed the candle on there, Erev Shabbos, for it to be there on Shabbos, now it's a Bustle Ladavar Usser, it's a Bustle Ladavar Usser, and you're not allowed to shake the board. Tana, we have another brisa. Ner shacheri hadel. So we have a candle behind the door. Pesach v'nel kedarkei. You can open and close the door as you would regularly. Im kavsa kavsa. And if the candle gets extinguished, so it got extinguished. Again, a case of gram kibur that would be mutter. Light al rav. Rav spoke negatively about this pesach halacha. Amalei ravina leravacha breidu rava. And va'amri la. Some say it was ravacha breidu rava leravashi. My time light al rav. Why would rav speak negatively about that halacha? Elam if you're going to say mishum to rav several like rabbi yehuda. Rav holds like rabbi yehuda that a davar shein 
Mishavin is Usser, Vitanitani, Kreb Shimon, and that Tana Paskins like Kreb Shimon. The Darvashan Mishavin is Mutter, so Mishum to Rav Serval like Kreb Yehuda. Just because Rav holds a Kreb Yehuda, called the Tani Kreb Shimon, anyone else that holds a Kreb Shimon, meaning he holds not like Rav, Melit Lightly, he's going to speak negatively about a person that Paskins like Kreb Shimon? It can't be. Amrlai, he answers no. Baha, I feel Rab Shimon might. In that case of opening up a door and extinguishing a candle behind it, even Rab Shimon would agree that that's Usser. The Habai, Rav, Adami, Chavayu, they both say, Maida Rab Shimon, Rab Shimon agrees with Psikresh Vilyamas. If it's an inevitable consequence, that's going to be Usser. And according to Rav, opening up the door will inevitably extinguish the candle behind it, so therefore, you're not allowed to paskin like that, Brysa. And another halacha, Am Rav Yehuda, Rav Yehuda says, Pesach Adam Delis Kenegan Medura Bashabas, a person is allowed to open up a door if on the other side of the door there's a Medura which is like a large bonfire. And he doesn't have to be afraid that the wind coming inside the door when he opens it is going to fan the fire, which is an issue of lighting a fire on Shabbos. The Gemara says, Abai now spoke negatively about this halacha. But my skin, what are we talking about? If we're talking about an ordinary wind that's going to come in through this door, my time demand the why would it be usr? He doesn't have to assume that this ordinary wind is actually going to fan the fire. And if by opening the door, he's going to let in a very strong gust of wind, which will definitely fan the fire, my time demand the shari. So why would the person allow you to open the door. Gemara says, We're talking about that an ordinary wind is going to come in. But one holds that he, we're going to be geyser and we're not going to allow you to open the door even when an ordinary wind is going to come in because perhaps you're going to be makel and open the door even when a strong wind is going to come in. And and the other one holds that we're not geyser and you're allowed to open the door when an ordinary wind is going to come in and we're not afraid you're going to open it if a strong wind is going to come in. Now, continuing with our Mishnah, we had a machlekes between the Tanakam and Rabbi Yesi, whether or not a person is allowed to set up brand new earthenware kalim that are full of water in front of the path of the fire, perhaps they're going to break and extinguish the fire. Rabbi Yesi said, you're not allowed to, and the Tanakama implied that you are allowed to, and the Gemara says, Lamemer, Drabanan, Savri, Gram, Kibui, Mutter, Rabbi Yesi, Savri, Gram, Kibui, Asr. Does this mean to say that Drabanan, the Tanakama holds, the Gram, Kibui is Mutter, and Rabbi Yesi holds it's Asr? We have learned the exact opposite. Titan, we have a brisa. Eisen, Mechitza, Bekalim, Rikanim. A person is allowed to make a Mechitza in front of a fire with empty Kalim. And if he's going to make this Mechitza with full Kalim, Shein Dark Nishtaber, he's only allowed to do so with those that are unlikely to break from the fire. Velum Lane Shame Dark Nishtaber, what type of Kali is that? Clay Matchis, that's a metal Kli. And Rabbi Yesi says, Af Clay Kfar Shichin, U Clay Kfar Chananya, Ain Dark Nishtaber. Even these types of earthenware Kalim, they're unlikely to break. So we see that Rabbi Yesi is more Makel than the Chamim, not more Machmir, like our Mishnah says. And Vachitim, if you're going to say, suggest the Gemara, Epech Masnisen, let's switch around the Shitas of our Mishnah. And really, Rabbi Yesi is the more Makel one in the Mishnah. Rabbi Yesi the Brisa, and Rabbi Yesi of this Brisa, that's more makel than the Tanakama of this Brisa, but nonetheless, he seemingly is more machmir than his Shita in the Mishnah, which would allow you to do a full gram keyboy. So then that would be Ladivram Ka'amar. He's only saying that according to the opinion of the Chachamim, that he's saying, you Chachamim that allow a Kali that's unlikely to break, so you should also allow these earthenware Kalim that come from Kvar Shichin and Kvar Chananya, the Gemara says, Mimatzis Ipchasla, are we able to switch around the Shita in the Mishnah, making Rabbi Yesi the more make a one. Mama Rav Bar Tachlifim Mishmei the Rav Matan a Gram Kibo Yasser. Who's the Tana that holds Gram Kibo Yasser? Rabbi Yasi. It's Rabbi Yasi. So we can't switch around the sheet in our Mishnah. Rabbi Yasi has to be the one that says Gram Kibo Yasser. The Gemara says, okay, we're not going to switch around the Mishnah. Ubrais and the Brais says, cooler Rabbi Yasi. The whole Brais is Rabbi Yasi. V'chasuri Mechsra, and we're missing a piece out of it. V'hachikatani, and this is the proper way to re- say the Brais. Oisin Mechitza Bekalim Rekanim. Our person's allowed to make a Mechitza in front of a fire with empty Kalim, Uvim Lehim, and with full Kalim. 
Ain Darklin Shtaber with ones that are unlikely to break. The Eluhain Kalim Shain Darklin Shtaber, these are Kalim that are unlikely to break. Klematchais metal Kalim, Ukleik Far Shikhan, Ukleik Far Khananya, and Earthenware Kalim that come from these places. Nami also Ain Darklin Shtaber are unlikely to break. Share Rabyesi Aimer because Rabyesi says, Af Klaik Far Shikhan, Ukleik Far Khananya, Ain Darklin Shtaber, they're unlikely to break. So we see the Rabyesi maintains his Shita throughout that Gram Kibu is Usr, and the only reason why Rabyesi allows these Kalim to be placed in front of a fire is because they're unlikely to break. But now the Gemara says, We're going to have a steer, a button on themselves, and Rabyesi on himself. Titania, we have a Brysa. A person has the name of Hashem written on his skin. He's not to wash himself, he's not to anoint himself with oil, he's not to stand in a dirty place where it's Usr for the Shem Hashem to be in the open. Now let's say he has to go to the mikvah for a Tevila Shal Mitzvah. He was Tame, and now he became Tar, so now he has to go to the mikvah. What does he do? He ties some sort of reed on his name of Hashem and he goes down into the mikvah. Rabbi Yisrael, Rabbi Yisrael says, He's always allowed to go to the mikvah regularly as long as he doesn't rub the name of Hashem with his hand to erase it. So we see over here that the Rabban and Rabbi Yisrael's shitas are the opposite. The Rabban over here hold that Gram Mechika, that causing it to be erased is Aser, even though they hold Gram Kibwe is not Aser, and Rabbi Yisrael over here seems to hold that Gram Mechika, causing the name of Hashem to be erased, is Mutter. So the Gemara first answers for Rabbi Yisrael. Shani Hasim, in that case of the name of Hashem written on his skin is different. Damakra the Pasuk says, and you shall obliterate their names, from this place, talking about Zara, and the Pasuk says, Don't do so for the name of Hashem your God. It's Asr to obliterate the name of Hashem with your hand, to actually do an action. But Gramashari, to cause it to be erased, then that would be okay. And that's Rabbi's opinion, so that's not a problem. The Gemara says, if so, so to hear with Shabbos, Ksivit says, You shouldn't do any work. So Asiyahu the Asr then implies that doing the Malacha is Asr, but Gramashari, causing it to be done, should be Mutter. So why would Rabbi Yesu say that Gram Kibwe and Shabbos is Asr? The Gemara answers, Since a person's in a turmoil over all of his money that's about to be burned in a fire, Isharisle, if you allow him to do something that's going to be a Gram Kibwe, Asr the Chibwe, he's just going to end up extinguishing the fire explicitly, and then that's going to be a problem. So we successfully answered our steer, Rabbi Yisrael, Rabbi Yisrael, Gram Kibu and Shabbos is Aser, whereas Gram Mechika of the name of Hashem would be Mater. But now the Gemara asks, Yachif, so Kashi Rabbanan, we have a problem with the stira on the Rabbanan themselves, because Uma Hasam, just like over there in the case of a fire, to Adam Baal Amamayne, a person is in a turmoil of his money. Shari, it's still permitted, according to the Rabbanan, to place these vessels in their path, and even though the fire might get extinguished, so Gram Kibu is Mutter, so Hacha, in the case where there's shame of Hashem written on his flesh. Like Kol Shekane, for sure they should allow Gram Mechika of the name of Hashem. Gemara says, Vitizbro, do you really think that the reason why he has to wrap this reed on the name of Hashem that's written on his skin is because Gram Mechika is Aser? What exactly are the specifics of this case of wrapping this reed on himself? If he's wrapping it really tightly, so that's a Chatzitza, and his Tevila isn't going to be kosher. And if it's not wrapped tightly on him, so anyway, the water is going to be able to get through this reed, and it's going to extinguish the name of Hashem. So anyway, the reason why the Chamam hold that he has to wrap this reed around himself has nothing to do with Gram Mechika. Now the Gemara contains with this line of thinking, Chatzitza, you're going to tell me that wrapping this Gemi, this reed around him, really tightly is a Chatzitza? Typically, why don't we just say that we have a different Chatzitza without the reed, Mishum Diyay. The ink itself on his skin is a Chatzitza. The Gemara answers, Belacha. That ink is moist, and then that's not going to be a Chatzitza. The time you have a Brayso, Hadam Vadyoy Vadvash Vachalov. Blood, ink, 
honey and milk, yeveshim, if they're dry, chaitzin, then they're considered chatzitza, lachin, but if they're moist, and chaitzin, they're not going to be chatzitza. So at least we can conclude over here that according to the Chachamim, gram kiboy is not aser, and gram machika is also not aser. We just have to figure out why is it that according to the Chachamim, he would have to tie this reed around himself. The Gemara says, Mikom Malkam Kasho. We have this issue. Why in the world, if this person has shame of Hashem on himself, does he have to tie this reed around himself if he's not preventing it from getting erased? So what's it doing? El Amarava Barav Shila, Haino Tamayad Rabbanon. This is the reason the Rabbanon require you to tie this reed around Shem Hashem, because every they hold Asr Lam Refnei Hashem Arum, you're not allowed to stand in front of the name of Hashem unclothed, so therefore the name of Hashem needs to be wrapped in a reed. The Gemara says, Machal Rabbi Yisrael Sover Mutter Lam Refnei Hashem Arum. Does that mean Rabbi Yisrael holds you are allowed to stand in front of the name of Hashem unclothed? We say no. The Manach Yadi Levei. According to Rabbi Yisrael, he places his hand on it. So we ask the Rabbanon Nami. The Manach Yadi Levei. According to the Rabbanon, they should allow you to place your hand on it and not require you to wrap a reed around it. Or says, no, Zimni Demishli Vishakale, perhaps you're going to forget and take your hand away, and then he's going to be standing in front of the name of Hashem unclothed. So Mor says, okay, Lerab Yesi Nami, Kontra Yesi also, Zimni Demishli Vishakale, perhaps he's going to forget and take his hand off. So the Gemara says, fine, Ela Idekigemi, if a person has a reed, Hachinami, you're right, even according to Rabbi Yesi, you would have to wrap that reed around the Shem of Hashem. Hachamayaskin over here, what they're arguing about, Lahaduria Gemi, do you have to go looking for a reed to place on Shem Hashem? The Rabbanon Sabah, the Rabbanon hold, Kofchaf Aleph Amad Aleph on the top, Tevila Bizma. Lav mitzvah. Then when a person has the ability to go to the mikvah after he was tame, and now this is his first option and ability to go to the mikvah, that's not a mitzvah. And therefore, even if he has to delay the mikvah significantly, even by a whole day, just to go looking for this reed, umahadrinan, he has to go looking for it. Rabbi Yesi Sar, Rabbi Yesi holds tefillah is not a mitzvah. They're going to the mikvah in the proper time, meaning the moment that he's able to go to the mikvah, that is a mitzvah, v'loy madrinan. Therefore, he does not have to go looking for a reed if it's going to delay his mikvah. So Rabbi Yesi, just Rabbi Yesi, Hold tefillah was man a mitzvah that it's really a mitzvah to go to the mikvah at the first available opportunity. Vatanya, we have a brayso. Hazava, hazava, male and female zav. Hamitzayr, mitzayras, male and female mitzayrayim. Bail nida, someone that was bail nida, v'tamei mace or a person who's tamei mace. They're all tamei for seven days and they're allowed to go to the mikvah during the day of the seventh day. They only have to wait for a little bit of the seventh day. We say mixasayim kekulei and then they're allowed to go to the mikvah. So the brayso says tefillah and bayim. They can go to the mikvah during the day. Nida, a nida v'yeledes or a woman that had a baby tefillah and balayla. They have to go to the mikvah at night. They're also tummy for seven days, but the Joshua we learned from the Pasuk is that they have to wait for seven complete days, so therefore they have to go to the mikvah at night. Balkari, a person who's a Balkari, he had a seminal emission, so he's not allowed to eat truma, and he's not allowed to learn Taira or Davin until he becomes Tara from his Kari. So if he saw Kari on Yom Kippur, he could go to the mikvah the entire day of Yom Kippur. Rabbi Yesi, I remember, Rabbi Yesi says, if he saw Kari from Mincha and onwards, meaning after he Davin Mincha on Yom Kippur, and it's our Chlitbal, he doesn't have to go to the mikvah because he doesn't have any tefillahs that he has to daven. This opinion holds that he doesn't have to daven ni'ila while it's still Yom Kippur. He could daven already Matzim Kippur, so he has the ability to go to the mikvah Matzim Kippur and then daven ni'ila. But we see from here clearly that Rabbi Yesi holds tefillah bezman is not a mitzvah. He has the ability to go to the mikvah on Yom Kippur. Rabbi Yesi says, no, he doesn't need to. He could wait till after Yom Kippur. Obviously, it's not a mitzvah. Obviously, he doesn't have to go right away. The Gemara says, no, ahu Rabbi Yesi, Rabbi Hudahi. That's not Rabbi Yesi bar Chalafta, whom standard Rabbi Yesi in the Gemara is. That Bryce's Rabbi Yisib Rabbi Yehuda, the Amar, he holds Daya Tvila Bachreina, it's enough for her to go to the mikvah after the last one. Now, this is talking about a case where a woman left town pregnant, came back, and sadly had miscarried in the interim. She doesn't remember if she had a boy or girl, or if she was a Zava at the time of the birth. If it was a boy, she's Tommy Tomas Leda, birth Toma, for seven days, and if it was a girl, then she's Tommy for 14 days. For both of these, she would have to go to the mikvah during the day. But if she was a Zava at the time of birth, then she would have to become Tar from that Ziva, which is a wait of another seven days, and then she's Tifle at night. Rashi tells us that there's 
35 different calculations of when the proper time of her tevila is. So the Tanakam of this Brisa holds that she actually has to go 35 times, whereas Rabbi Yaisi, Rabbi Huda holds that she can just go once after the last possible time. So again, this Brisa is Rabbi Yaisi, Rabbi Huda, and not Rabbi Yaisi, our Mishnah, who's Rabbi Yaisi ben Chalafta. Everyone should have a wonderful day.